Okay, welcome to the Prestige TV podcast feed. Rembert Brown, Van Lathan, where we are talking about Atlanta. Atlanta. Rembert. Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Well, is it you're from there? So is it Atlanta or Atlanta? You got to drop that second T like Toronto. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. 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 A- College Park is not Atlanta. It's like A T L A N U H H H. Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. 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 Okay, Atlanta episode three. Oh, you know, before we get into episode three. Yes. The old man and the tree. Have you been seeing as much reaction to Atlanta uh season three on social as you thought you were going to? Um for the first two episodes, it felt like everyone was ready. Yeah. I didn't do like the giant deep dive on Twitter um, like I did uh, before the last one, but it did feel like people are like, I don't know what's next. Like, I think right. like, I felt like the reaction was like, I think I enjoyed that, <laughs> but I think that is the one of the complicated things with like prestige television, which uh-huh. is like everything is supposed to be something. <laughs> It's always, right. you know, and like that episode just felt like a vignette of like a, a very, if you are black and have spent time in like very weird white spaces, which Atlanta kind of does throughout the course of the show. I was like, yeah, that was a good episode of television. But I can right. also understand folks being like, wait, so like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> right. I talked to some people that were like, um, you know, I just want to hang out with Earn and Van and Paperboy and Darius, and I don't want all the other weird stuff. I, I think that Atlanta is starting to really do what they want to do, which is push the envelope oh, yeah. of what their viewers can expect and what they should be expecting from the show. Yeah, and also, like, even if those these first three episodes felt like three very different things like there are some common threads that we're beginning to see like i so far yes the whole show but especially this it's just like white people on display right it's just like that is a theme it's just like look at white folks be white (laughs) and like that looks so many different ways and it kind of feels like that is an underlying thing of this season, which is just like, like, it's not, it, it's not even just mocking. It's just like, this is something that really happens. Like, this mm. is a thing that white people actually do. And mm. I, and so far, it like all of these things, I'm like, yeah, like that happens. That, that happens. happens. That happens. Yeah. It, like, there hasn't been one thing where I'm like, that doesn't happen. Right, right. That's true. So this episode is episode three, The Old Man and the Tree. It takes place. We are once again still overseas. Um, basically, this is all of our favorite Atlanteans yes. at a party, at a billionaire's party. Uh, uh, where are we now? Are we, we're still in Amsterdam, I'm thinking. We're still in Amsterdam here. Yeah. Uh, a billionaire's party in Amsterdam and just the goings on that happens there. But there are a lot of small little commentaries that are happening in this episode number one Darius runs into a woman that is assuming he's trying to hit on her because she's Asian very pretty lady Uh, and in this 
the entire party starts to rally around this terrible racist situation that Darius has had. That's one thread. Another thread is that Paperboy has, I don't know why I always call him Paperboy and not by the character <laughs> name. I just I like Paperboy. Uh, Paperboy gets wrangled into this high stakes poker game, wins, and is having trouble getting his money back. Mm. Okay, He also gets showed this tree by the billionaire whose home it is. When he thought it was really gonna be smoking some weed. <laughs> you got trees? <laughs> he's got you got trees? Yeah, I love trees. He goes in there and it's actually he goes, This is actually a motherfucking tree. He gets shown a tree. Um, and also you have something going on between Earn and Van. Earn is in a situation to where he meets this young black artist who sucks <laughs> and he has this dilemma on whether or not to mess up this young man's situation because he might be destroying things for young black artists that come past him he's he's being basically subsidized by the billionaires who own this insane place where this party is taking place his art is terrible and because his art is terrible earns not sure about whether or not to out him to this guy and change this guy's mind about the fact that this art is terrible or to let this young black man scam his way into having a better situation this entire time van is acting weird She's stealing things. <laughs> She's drinking. She's pushing people into pools. It seems as if they've all been thrust into this really interesting world to where they're all having these many little crises that are based around their personalities. Yes. Old Man in a Tree, episode three. Your thoughts? I thought, I mean, I'm going to follow your lead. I thought. Paperboy was about as funny as he's ever been in this episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I yeah. thought that, like, I I have this thought sometimes that, like, black people invented ad-libs. Um, and just, like, little side, like, throughout the entire episode, he just has these, like, off-to-the-side comments that are just, like, so consistently funny. I, I really do feel like he's the character we are, like, learning the most about so far in this season and i thought that you know watching him go from you know that real struggle of like i don't want to be here but i want what you have but like i don't trust y'all but like i want to be one of the big dogs like it was this like very interesting tension with him which i think is like a very relatable tension of like in order to get where I need to go, do I have to kiss the ring of these white spaces? Right. You know, and like that is something that it seems like both him, Earn seems to be more in the like, yes, <laughs> like let's just play the game. Like uh -huh. Earn gonna have Paperboy doing NFTs, right. you know, just like, you know, you got to play the game so you can get what's on the other side. And that is like a very real struggle. Like, do I play the game? Do I smile in spaces that I don't want to smile in? Or do I just say, fuck all that and just like keep it going? Like that is like that for me is the like underlying one of the underlying paperboy stories. Sure, sure. It, it definitely is. And, you know. They're still making their way in the world, right? Even though we're to the point now where Paperboy, everybody knows Paperboy and everybody likes Paperboy. And they got Boy. money, you know, like- They got money. Like, Earn and, it, it's very interesting. Like, we remember how broke Earn was in right. season Sleeping one. Sleeping in a storage facility, yeah. trying to buy a kid's meal, all of those things. Yeah, and so like, Earn, Earn's like, 
like van you need any money like he's just like yeah. we're, like we're good like paperboy is dumping out a backpack a cat like even if like he can't fully afford to act that recklessly like they are so clearly in a different place right now right and it's a very interesting view of black celebrity you know mm -hmm. uh you've heard i remember once hearing lupe fiasco talk about how many billionaires he knew mm. and you're thinking to yourself well why would lupe fiasco know a whole bunch of billionaires it's not even in Lu lupe fiasco's ethos to be a guy who knows a whole bunch of billionaires but by virtue of being lupe fiasco you're going to meet a whole bunch of billionaires, right? Because even if the billionaires in America, even if you don't know the Jeff Bezos of the world or the, uh, even though I did see him on a yacht hanging out with the Paul brothers, but <laughs> even if you don't know the Jeff Bezos of the world or the Bill Gates on the world, which he very well might, you're still going to go overseas to play concerts where your music is huge and these guys are going to be fans and then your blackness is going to definitely, is going to meet your understanding of American blackness, which isn't steeped in poverty or the street life, but there are certain um, realities that come along with being black in America, right? Mm -hmm. Those things are going to brush up against this tremendous and overwhelming privilege to where you feel like one of a handful of chosen people from around the world that now get to live this life. And I think that's what's interesting about this show or this particular episode of the show. We'll get into what our thoughts of season three are in a second. But what we're seeing is all of these people kind of deal with being the chosen ones to get out of Atlanta, some of the chosen ones to get out of Atlanta and live this other lifestyle, right? We saw everything that happened with them trying to make it. They haven't made it yet, but they're on their way. And as they go further, they're having to deal with a lot of different things. Even Earn's dilemma about whether or not to help out the young artists whose, artists, whose artistry sucks but who's made it out kind of just like them. It's a crisis that you're only going to have when that, when you're in that point, do you think about the individual or do you think about the collective? You know what I mean? It's interesting them having to, to volley these things around. Yeah. I, and I, I think you're kind of getting to it. Uh, and I'm, I'm very curious your thoughts on this, like the, the dynamic between like what Earn is dealing with, it is something I, I I think about, I laugh about, I take seriously. It's just like what to do with black mediocrity, yeah. like what to do with black scammers. Like it's a yeah. very interesting internal struggle that I have. In, like I think I think it's very smart to have an Earn character that's that says something like, "This is you know, it it's not very far away from like." Acting like this sets us back. <laughs> Acting right. like this prevents more people getting through the door. Like the actions of this one scammer, less talented person that's popping. Like that's a very real thing. Like I, I personally get very frustrated when the wrong black people get influence. Because it's like, y'all, mm. like you don't know how to actually pull up other black people. Like you are just right. like a, a, an exciting black person to white people. You a know, mascot. A mascot. And like sometimes that person pans out. A lot of times it doesn't. So yeah, I've had, you know, I've had that those feelings before. But also like when it I also go to the other side where it's like, yo, like I'm not really down to be the gatekeeper <laughs> right yeah. now. And it's like it's kind of just like let's flood the block. <laughs> 
you yeah. know, like as many as can make it. Like that's and it's so it's so weird because you, like, you'll look at somebody, you'll be like, man, why that nigga? But then you'll be like, shit, I ain't mad at him though. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, it's like it's like it's like you'll look and you'll be like, because it's it's hard. When people were talking about the the PPP scammers, and it, bro, it was so funny in LA <laughs> when you were walking around Beverly Hills. And just everybody was black, and they were they were they were scamming the PPP, they were scamming the EDD, they were scamming the stuff. <laughs> and sometimes, being from where I'm from, I can't help but be proud of them. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 obviously it's wrong. I don't know if it's wrong, but like it, but it, but I can't help but be like shit. At least they doing their thing. Yeah, Yo, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 America scammer. Like, right. like like we just trying to you know. So like I, I I really do. I think the good thing about even the way they played it in the episode and the way we're talking about it, it's like it's not a right, it's not a right answer. It's just like I've been on both sides of it, context dependent. And I understand how you can look at it through one way, look at the other way. And like, I try to get to a place where it's like, you're doing the thing that is just like, not the way I would do it. Exactly. (laughs) You're doing, it's like, it's, it's, I have to be like, ah, so what you just, it's not what I would do, but okay, go ahead. Yeah. Like that, (laughs) for me, that is like growth. That happened, that happened to me in the pandemic where I went from like, Am I only on Instagram to like judge people and yeah. like and like and then I was like no like what you were doing in no way negatively impacts the way I'm doing I just like have a code that I live by you have one that you live by let's like let's both keep it moving right Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card you earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day that's 3% on your favorite products at Apple 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. And in this, another thing that happens... So we're gonna go break down the characters uh, individually here. For Darius, Darius had this, 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 uh, this interaction. What happens is, you know, he is a very attractive Asian lady, and he's actually tapping her to get her to hand him a gin bottle. She turns around and automatically thinks that he is hitting on her, mm-hmm. and she says, "No, no, no, I'm in a relationship." And he goes, "Uh, okay." <laughs> and could you pass me a gin? And she goes, "Oh," and they have a back and forth. And she basically says, black guys always would hit on me when I was in Los Angeles. They have an awkward exchange, but that seemingly ends up with them understanding how each other is, where where they're coming from. It's awkward and it's fucked up, but it ends up being, the both of them being like, all right, well, that was weird. Peace. Yeah. The people that overhear this in the party just simply will not let Darius forget (laughs) about it. 
he meets a guy, a guy who interestingly enough has a fucked up hairline. They have a back and forth about that wild, hilarious wild hairline. Wild, wild hairline. Shout, there goes, shout out the big homie socks. <laughs> <laughs> big homie socks. Socks is like, yo, man, your hairline is intense. <laughs> You know, and they have a conversation about whether or not to shave it off. But throughout this entire time, it seems like this group of people, Darius, this group of people is trying to influence Darius to understand just how traumatized he is. And I couldn't help but think about the black square phase of American life Uh, that happened post George Floyd's uh, death, where the, you know, where people are, well, sometimes we're in situations where we don't know what it is that we want sometimes you want people to be aware mm-hmm. and you want people to be helpful but at a point if they're hyper aware or hyper helpful it seems like this weird almost bizarro racism that is in a in a little way more condescending and more fucked up is assuming <laughs> that i can't deal with what's happening to me is kind of in a small way more it's like infantilizing a little bit and like and and i I watching him go through that in a room with not a lot of people that look like him was sort of interesting to me what did you think it reminded me i had this it was like 2013 2014 i had like a what came from a place of earnesty i genuinely believe a white man tell me like he was giving me um, unsolicited feedback about my own writing career, which I don't mind. I was like 25. I'm like, anything. And he was like, I think you should like, basically, I think you should do more to uplift black people in your writing. Like, and I was like, huh, like this man just told me that I'm not doing enough for my own people. And it was like one of the most shocking interactions because I was, it, it, it reminded me of it, like, that's exactly where my head went, which is like, oh, like you went from like hyper unaware to like reading two books to like racing by me. And now you are a freedom <laughs> fighter. And like my gut when this t- type of stuff happens, it's like you probably just started this whole phase about like six months ago. Like, right. you know, it's that like <clears throat> it's that early white. Like it's the like shed like assumed shedding of guilt moment mm-hmm. where it's like I have to do everything to make up for those three hundred four hundred plus years of slavery, yeah, at my job, in my texts, like everything that I do, and so like I knew where it came from, but it also was like a. I'm never going to like talk to you again <laughs> type moment. Right, it's just right. like, like I, I get where that came from. Like you wild boy. Um, I'm gonna keep it moving, but like, please stop doing that to people, you know? Right. And that was the thing that Darius couldn't get to like D- Darius because it's Darius. It was exactly. so perfect that he just got exactly. like, he got stuck. He was just like, but I, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, D- Darius is not the kind of he's not the type of ter- the personality. He was our avatar in that situation because sometimes we're asked to be Darius. We're asked to be like, hey, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Hey, or it's weird. Real agency is something being a big deal when we say it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'll tell you, don't, you don't have to tell me. 
It's not about don't center yourself. I'll tell you when I feel offended. I'll tell you when I feel uh, like attacked. I'll tell you that. And then when I when I tell you, just listen to me. Don't tell me I'm I'm, I'm overreacting and don't yeah. tell me I'm underreacting. Right. And it's weird how all the characters at this party, this party is almost like a uh, this party is almost like a like a proxy for what it what it's like to sometimes deal with whiteness because there's a lot of privilege in the room, right? Yeah. The food is free. The food is free. The drinks are free. They're helping you out, but there's still a cost. Everything still costs. Every character in this is paying the cost, right? Mm-hmm. Darius is paying the cost in his situations. Uh, uh, Paperboy is paying a real cost. <laughs> Got his hat snatched. And one but still kind of lost in a way. You know what I mean? Or, or has to go out and seek his money out that he won. Um, and maybe take it back to Atlanta to get what he's what he deserves, you know? And then you have this dynamic between Van and Ern, Van and uh Van and Ern where they don't seem to know how they're supposed to communicate with one another right now. Yeah. It's like they're they're very they're very off and it's very interesting that they're so off because like, I mean, we talked about this uh, previously, like we don't have like the clearest sense of how time has passed. Right. So like we don't fully know like all of the tension, like we're, we get drops here and drops here. We learn something about Lottie, we blah, 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 this, that. But like we don't really know what journey van is on it seems to be with no clue whatsoever it's like okay we got a little klepto energy like did she steal that because like we deserve to steal stuff from white people or is exactly. she just like billionaires blah, yeah blah, blah. it's like i get it but like okay what are we doing is she pushing multiple people in the pool is she trying uh-huh. to like self-sabotage is she like you know she has that moment when she's like can i have a vacation and it's like yes but also like I still have a red flag up because like something right. is clearly like something seems to be um, like building. Disjointed. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 She seems a little off. Uh, and Ern doesn't know how to be there for her, which is oftentimes what we see between black men and black women. Ern doesn't know what she needs. She Ern doesn't know if she needs to be talked to, if she needs to be taken care of. Yeah. He is, seems to be inequipped to deal with where he's at right now and they're learning as they go a couple of questions about overall what we're seeing number one these episodes don't really seem to have that much to do with one another atlanta has finally succeeded as is being a total art piece mm-hmm. it's a total art piece what they're doing is they're putting moving art on the screen and they're saying interpret it however you would want to it's not even a show anymore it's an it's a surreal art piece Last week, we had these gigantic questions that me and you spent a little time on about mm-hmm. whether or not Earn had COVID because he was getting sicker and sicker throughout the show. He's completely okay in this episode. <laughs> Fine. And they did not address it at all. I don't know how much I saw um, discussion about whether or not he had COVID. I think maybe it was a bigger deal to me than it was to a lot of other people, but it was not he was totally fine like so so that whole thing ended up being yeah like nothing it's like this almost could have been the first episode in the season yeah i mean there's no there's no cliffhangers really that's like oh i know what's going next like right i mean like you know at the end of this episode i was like where's van 
is Van in the car? You know, and I was like, we're, like, like you know that they are off to do something else, but it doesn't sure. feel like the next episode is going to pick up where the last one left off. Like that's right. that's to me the the artistic decision that's made, which is like we're just going to pick up wherever they decide to pick us up, and they're not going to hold us hold our hands the whole way. And I'm, you know, for me, it's working because. I feel like we have four characters who are all like getting more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I went from like kind of interested and like, I've always been like, I'm here for the Darius journey the whole way. I'm like, I just, sure. want, I just want to see where this lands, but like, I really love this episode. I like this episode because we got to see all four of them together, just like going yeah. and like that thing where it's like you go into a house and then everyone has their own night. Like that's a very relatable story of just it like, is. and then like reconvening and being like, yo, like I cut down this motherfucker's tree. Like that's crazy. Right. Like, how did, like how did we even get to the point that you were chainsawing this man's tree? Like they each have a story, especially Erd, Paperboy and Darius. We don't really know where Van floated off to. Right. She just disappeared. Um, do you think that Atlanta, based upon these th first three shows and the response to these first three shows and what's been going on, is the show as culturally relevant as it was at its height? Yeah, I think so. I think um, cultural relevance is like a spectrum in, in, in terms of like how you go about grabbing cultural relevance i think one angle is to like be in your face a lot and be like yeah like having episodes and having moments that just like stop time you know like in my mind they could do a teddy perkins level shock the world episode whenever they wanted because we've seen them right. do it a couple times so it's like that's we know that's in your bag i think what we're seeing now is less of a holy shit episode to episode moment and just like sure. we're, we're about it's like it's like songs versus a whole album you know like we are it, it feels like we are being given an album like a, right. a really complete album and it's like yo like we're on track three i can't fully judge this on the whole yet because we we are in the early third of the album but i think you can't do this season three without doing the first two like you right. need you need to build that cultural relevance base to take the fuck you swings and what we're seeing now is like this is this is the show we want to make you know and i th and i think that is and kind of when you take that angle you aren't taking it purely for in the moment cultural relevancy like this is like a a cultural contribution that it feels like they're trying to make that last longer than the Thursday night, Friday morning tweets. What do you think? I am doing this weird thing, even as we're talking to where I'm trying to see what the response of the show is. And I'm trying to see, I, I think that this season is an act of rebellion, Rim. Yeah, I get it. I think that this season is an act of rebellion. I even, the people that I've been talked to, I think that this season is an act of rebellion. I think that 
you know, even in certain, I think they are trying to bring the show to some sort of level. How can I really, I'm having trouble articulating it. What I mean is I don't think they want to be the biggest show in black culture. I get that. I I think they want to be, and this is me climbing into the heads of the creators. I think what they really want to be with Donald Glover, Stephen Glover, and the rest of the crew of Atlanta really want to be is they want to be think pieces over and over and over again, but not think pieces in the way that we understand them. They want to be moving art that makes people watch it over and over and over again. And this is kind of what Donald Glover has become. If you look at the this is America video. The video was like a series of Easter eggs tied together to make us all go, what? Yeah. But all we knew is that it meant something. And mm-hmm. what it meant to everybody is a little bit different. And some of the, and he never explained it. Yeah. He never, he never endeavored to explain what he was talking about. And a lot, a lot of what you're saying makes a lot of sense. You just have no idea where the show is going to go. All you know is that you're going to laugh a little bit. You're going to think a little bit. And you're going to experience these characters that you've gotten to know for a little while and whatever, wherever their life takes them. Also, I think that there's some criticism here that is abound as well. I think the evolution of the show could be also a reflection of a growing disconnect between the creators of the show and the pulse of what I would say mainstream black culture is. And I don't think that the disconnect is, I think that the disconnect in any, in many ways is intentional. And I've really, I've watched these episodes over and over again. I think the disconnect is intentional. And the reason why is because I think to be connected to something, you have to be a part of it. Yeah, I agree. And it's, and it's hard to be a revolutionary artist. If you're a part of something. You have to, in order to be a revolutionary artist, you kind of have to be ahead of it. Yeah. And I really will, I really do think that Donald Glover fancies himself as being ahead of the culture in a little bit. Not in a condescending way, even though it's hard to be that way, that's not condescending. I think he thinks of himself in a way that to where in order to push the culture, it's not even actually pushing them forward. It's running ahead of them and then making them catch up because there's just going to be a lot of people who simply don't relate to these first three episodes of Atlanta, even though this is not that far off what we've already gotten from the show. It's not that far off. The show has always kind of been like this, but not to this degree. And in a time where you've seen people pouring over shows like uh, Insecure, or the entire power universe or whatever the the absence of atlanta the stuff has been a little bit more grounded Mm -hmm. since atlanta hasn't been around and i think that it's going to be interesting to see what a kick in the ass some of this stuff will be and you know some of it you know the guy up in the ante of the racist incident and saying that the lady said all lives matter and all of that stuff this is we understand that those are common that's commentary on how shit how sometimes white culture ods for example what will smith did was wrong right but like they ODing now yeah now it's like like, like now it's like oh, what he did was wrong is definitely wrong a thousand percent 24 karat gold wrong but like now we got an OD. Now y'all. Now, now y'all. Mm. Yeah. Now, now Will didn't just slap him. He pulled his dick out. 
you know like, <laughs> you, you know what i mean now like, like yeah now is od and so now you, now, you, now, now they're like yo like we gotta we gotta call department of family children services get Jaden and willow away from that family we that's gotta, a violent man that man we have got to put him in at the raft the mcu prison for all <laughs> superhuman villains you know it's like it's just it's just you know and so those those real things exist and it's completely surreal that's such a good analogy and literally that's exactly what it is it's just like y'all don't know when to stop and (laughs) just like just like chill out i tell me if you agree with this but I, i i've thought about this even before this episode but you know I've I've been thinking about Donald for a, a while, and so like I, I I do think what you're saying is interesting about um, it's not throwing yourself under the bus, but just like making the art that needs to be made so people can make better art, you know, is a thing. But I also I wonder about this because if you if you look at Atlanta seasons one and two, it got to a place where it was like very lauded by mainstream America. Like, this is like, this is one of the great shows. And I think there's a couple yeah, ways, sure. you know, I when I think about my own life, I, I realize it wasn't like that complicated. It's just like, we all have like a series of choices to make that like take us in one direction or the other. And something I struggle with is like, when white people are telling me that I'm the shit, my instinct is to stop. <laughs> and go do something else exactly <laughs> and my instinct is to be like oh okay like i need to rethink what i'm putting out into the world because what i do doesn't make sense if it's if just you like, like it if you like yeah, it right <laughs> if, if you put me on a pedestal you are right. you are getting it or something like that and so right. I see if i'm following kind of where you're going with this which i i more and more agree with is like if you've gotten the mainstream blah, 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 like everyone loves you show, and then you have an opportunity to take a, to fall back and come back, you either give them exactly what they want to be more beloved by this group, or you're like, "Mm, this is the moment where we do what we want. Like this is the moment where we confuse them again. Cause they thought they, they got too close to thinking that they got it and they got a little bit too familiar. And now we just like, we're gonna we're gonna put them back on their heels again. Like I, yeah. like fuck how like fuck the episodes blah blah blah. Like that is a line of creating things and making things that I subscribe to, and it's it it's it's risky and it's difficult. But if you think that what you're making deserves to be out in the world, and that's like a level of confidence you have, like I'm I'm for that. Yeah. And I personally think that this show right now, uh, this episode of the show is probably more authentic to Donald Glover's current experience or his experience for the last X amount of years mm. than some of the earlier stuff was. He's probably, in the earlier seasons of Atlanta, uh, Glover and his guys, they were probably reminiscing mm. right now about on, on how things were. Right now, I think Earn and all of this, this is probably more of a statement of their current situation and what they've been used to. Yeah. This is probably commentary on how things have been going for them recently as he's been anointed uh, one of the, 
I think he's one of the top five creators in the entire uh, entire industry. You know, from music to comedy to writing to acting, he's just all over the place, and he's doing a great job. And so, I think this stuff is probably more the current biography of these guys than anything else. These are the parties they go to. These are the incidents they find themselves in. This is the weirdness that has become their life as they've been anointed these guys. And it's interesting to see uh, whether I know that this is all currently critically acclaimed. Right, this episode has a 100% approval approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And we should say that um, it is written by a an incredible writer. Uh, the writer's name is uh, Taufik Kolade. Hell yeah. Taufik Kolade. Um, and so uh, obviously produced by Donald Glover, Stephen Glover. Stephanie Robinson, some of the people that you that 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 you, that you know. I like um, that. Let's shout out the writer every episode. I like that. I, absolutely, I love Make that. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some guest appearances: Patrick Kennedy as Will, Daniel Feathers as Fernando, Jai Paul as the party the party goer. So, um, can it, I can uh, I can I um, throw out a couple just like details that I liked from this episode? Of course. Um, Nando's, love that. I love that he was like, I need peri-peri sauce. As I didn't know that Nando's was a real thing. Nando's is a real thing. And it's just like, it's a hysterical thing for a very rich person. to Tell me about have. Nando's. I don't know about Nando's. Um, if my memory um, serves me right, Nando's is a uh, DC um, operation. That's, that's where my experience is. Um, they got lots of sauces and I'm like a sauce boy. Like I might, for me, for me, food is like a vessel to get sauces. That's how I move. And so, um, but yeah, it felt like, a. um, I don't know if it's outside of DC, just like every time I've gone to Nando's, I love that. Um, I loved, um, this is like a small detail. I really liked Ern's shirt. That was a really nice orange shirt. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like, Ern, he got his little Frederick du- he got his little Frederick Douglass part going Ooh. on. I'm like, yo, like, um, and then the final detail. Like the final detail. And this was like honestly. Donnie Beach Jr. Yo, yo. When Donnie came on, I was like, yo, you look like Ern. You look like Ern. Donnie Beach Jr., <laughs> our producer. Donnie Beach Jr., our producer, has got this whole, he's just a swagger jacker. Yo, Donnie, you know, he used to <laughs> Lies. He used to be, you know, Donnie used to be in the storage unit. Now look at him. He in Atlanta. (laughs) Um, Van, tell me if this triggering thing has ever happened to you. Sure. It 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 like shocked me that it like triggered me so much. A white girl stealing your hat at a party. Bro, what the (laughs) fuck, dog? Hey, yo, hey, well, bro, well, bro, can I ask why though? Yo, like when that when, when that happened to him, all, all jokes aside, bro. I was, bro, when that happened to him, I was like, why do they do that? Yeah, hey, Donnie, has that ever happened to you, Donnie? It hasn't, but I don't wear a lot of hats though, so that's oh. the thing. Right, yeah, because you got that Ladome head. Yeah, but like, but but like, but why? But like, Donnie's like one of my favorite people in the world. Um, but like, I've had that happen, like. And when you, for me, whenever I was wearing a hat, 
it was always about the fact that I like didn't have a yes. haircut. Yes. Or or, or 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 some shit like that. And you get like in a black part, nobody has ever it's never happened. But white girl just yanking your hat off your head and running away. A non-white person has never removed, has never been like, you're wearing something and I would like to put my <laughs> head lice inside of your hat. Why do they do that? So like, here, seriously, so why does that happen? Here, I've been. This is like a 15-year research study that I'm 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 saying my results right now because it started when I went to college and I went to a very white college and I would notice at parties I'm always wearing my like I was wearing like a very lids 5950 Atlanta hat. A girl would take it. I would look over. And she's laughing and has it cocked to the side. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Oh, this is you are doing urban. You're right. you're you're it, it's giving urban. Um and it um not once uh made me laugh. Mm -hmm. And every single time felt like an invasion of space. And every it's enraging. And, and every single time. My hair was a hundred percent fucked up under that. A hat. fucked up hair, and they just snatch it. Like I, I be like, I asked my like uh, one of my friends. His wife did it to me at a party. They're now married. She snatched the hat off. I'm like, yo, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, yo, man, why y'all do that, man? Give me my motherfucking hat back. <laughs> like, why? Why you do that? Why you snatch the hat off my head and then put it on your head? Like, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that hat snatching nigga. And Don't I, snatch my I, shit. Apparently, for years I was. Apparently, apparently I, I was too. I was giving Ugh. off like snatch my hat is gonna be giggles, and right. it never was. And like the, <laughs> that was one of those moments where, I, like, coming back, I was like, I need to give off a different energy. I need right. to give off a little bit of a like, I'm not the one to steal the hat from. Because and, and so, like, when I see something like that in a show. It makes me laugh because I'm like, this is what happens when you have writers' rooms that look like this. Because someone has someone has a very similar story to me and you, which is like, yeah. why they do that? And, yeah. now, and now it's an episode of television. Absolutely. All right, you guys. That has been uh, Remember Brown and Van Lathan, episode three of Atlanta. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down, Rim. Thumbs up. The white man at the end said racialism, and that shit made me laugh so hard. Love it. <laughs> Love racialism. He, he said the wedding is off. He said the rate the racialism was so big that I had to cancel my wedding because I can't, I can't keep the 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 not unwoke white people around me because that's a reflection on me, a woke white man of esteem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Atlanta's doing that thing. They are cooking. I am going to be interested. What I'm going to start doing for each podcast is keeping tabs on social mm. with how people are enjoying the season um, as Atlanta continues to grow and as the season continues to hit people in the head with uh, amazing art, funny stuff, and thought-provoking situations. I am Van Lathan. That is Rembert Brown. You can you can find me, Higher Learning with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. Rembert, where you at? At Rembert, R-E-M-B-E-R-T. You'll find some tweets. Most of them I'll delete about five minutes after. But if you catch <laughs> if you catch one, don't quote tweet it. It's going to mess up your feed. Ah, <laughs> by the way, happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday. Yo, can I just say something about being 35 real quick? Gave it to me. Got a, just got a whole level of confidence. I feel so wise. People, people <laughs> ask me stuff, but I'm like, here's the answer. Turn left. 
And they're like, damn, <laughs> you seem to get it. You seem to have like a different energy. Um, so yeah, um, I appreciate that. It's, it's, right. it, it's nice right. to have made it to 35, Black Man in America. Well, that's what we, we, we keep trying to put them years and them hours and them seconds on, bro. That's 100%. what we're trying to do. Uh, Prestige TV Podcast. We'll see you guys again next week. Peace.